0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CircuitPython Weekly for April 20th, 2020. A lot of 20s in there today. Um, This is the time of the week that we get together to talk about everything CircuitPython. CircuitPython is a version of Python that runs on microcontrollers, which are tiny computers. Uh, I'm Katni, and I am sponsored by Adafruit to work on CircuitPython. Adafruit uh, is... Currently, the major sponsor of CircuitPython so uh, consider supporting them by purchasing hardware from adafruit.com or currently from our partner digikey.com uh, this meeting normally happens at 2 p.m. Eastern 11 a.m. Pacific on Mondays please check the CircuitPython channel on discord for notices of change and uh, links to past meetings as well um, we also have a uh, calendar now that has the meetings on there, so if there is, uh, for example, a U.S. holiday, we will sometimes move the meeting and that will be updated to notify you as soon as possible. Um, This meeting is held on Discord, which you can join at adafru.it slash discord, and it is held in the CircuitPython chat channel and the CircuitPython voice channel. And this meeting is recorded so we record the uh, voice channel sound and we record the text from the text channel so the discord window is um, the video and that is released on youtube and to podcast services if you would like to participate but you'd rather not have your voice recorded you can participate uh, as text only either by typing your responses into the chat channel or adding it to the notes doc there is a notes document that accompanies the meeting uh, where we have everything that we talk about and everyone's um, status updates and hug reports and that allows you to read that later if you would rather um, scrub the video to whatever point you want to get to and uh, watch the things that are most interesting to you. This meeting is held in five parts The first part is community news, which is everything going on in the community um, in terms of CircuitPython and Python on hardware. Um, The second section is State of CircuitPython, Libraries, and Blinka. This is a statistical overview of the entire project where we um, we talk about everything by the numbers to get a view of what's going on outside of what it is we are up to. The next section is hug reports. Hug reports is an opportunity to call people out for doing something good. And uh, it is held in a round-robin format where anyone who wants to can give a hug report. We will start with uh, whoever's running the meeting, which today would be me, and go down the list alphabetically, and then loop back to the top and continue through giving everybody an opportunity who would like one. If you are text-only or lurking, um, this is where Uh, That is important, so please let us know. If you're lurking, we'll skip over you. If you're text-only, I will either read your notes from the notes doc or from the chat channel. The next section is status updates, which is also held as a round-robin in the same format. Status updates is an opportunity to take a couple of minutes and talk about what you've been doing since the last meeting and what you'll be doing until the next meeting. Um, it's uh, basically a sync up and also gives other people the opportunity to give you any tips and tricks on something you may be blocked on or something you're working on. Uh, if anybody else has any comments on it, um, it's a good chance to hear those. And the final section is in the weeds, which is for more long form discussions. Those can come out of status updates, or you may already have a good topic for in the weeds. If you do, please post it to the notes document um, in the in the weeds section with your name so we can uh, turn it over to you at the end. Um, or if you're text only, I'll read it off and you can discuss it in the, um, via the chat channel. And that is how this meeting goes. Um, and I think that covers pretty much everything we need to cover. So I will go ahead and take a time code and get started with community news. Lady Ada did two desk of Lady Ada broadcasts this week, the first one with Circuit Python connecting through a cellular modem to a data source and displaying on an OLED screen, and the second one testing out the new RGB matrix support. Microsoft Garage announces Device Simulator Express upgrade with Adafruit Clue and Python. The simulator in this VS Code extension now supports Adafruit Clue and the BBC micro:bit. Um, Microsoft has a group of interns that the project that they were working on was extending um, the last the project the last group of interns worked on which is a um, circuit Python uh, previously with circuit playground Express and now um, it also supports uh, clue in a very similar concept to make code except you are able to use circuit Python with it and the simulator then displays whatever it is that you've uh, typed into for your code uh, this week's Real Python podcast is exploring CircuitPython with Thea Flowers, so check that out. Um, <clears throat> there is a code for Conway's Game of Life ported to the PewPew Pew M4 with CircuitPython. Um, Adafruit is still submitting hardware to the Open Source Hardware Association and is currently at 46 certified open source hardware projects. And if you have any CircuitPython or Python on Harbor News, projects, anything you wanna share, please submit a PR um, or uh, let us know and we can uh, get it added to the newsletter and share that with all of our almost 8,000, I think, subscribers. Um, we would love to share your project. So please uh, please let us know if you have anything that you're interested in sharing. And that is uh, this week's community news. Next up is the state of CircuitPython, the libraries, and Blinka. This is a statistical overview of the project. We'll talk about the project overall. Then we'll talk about the core separately, the libraries, and Blinka. Um, This gives us a chance to see what's going on with the project by the numbers um, and highlight just where, where things are at with the project itself. So overall, we had 27 pull requests merged, and this includes the core and the libraries, by 17 authors. Um, there are, let's see, some new names I don't recognize or who are fairly recent. Uh, Zobs is recent, Farrowin, Lars K.S., Uh, Sandurch, uh, Joe Halloon, F. Gervais, and TGS are names that I don't recognize. So thank you to our newer or very new um, authors and also to all of the people who are continuing to contribute. And we had nine reviewers this week. In terms of issues, we had 11 closed issues by eight people and 19 opened by 15 people so we are net up but that is an excellent number we having that many people involved in filing issues is, is always good it means that we have um, a lot of people contributing so that is good to see um, overall uh, we currently have only a stable release of CircuitPython and things are going well with that we haven't had any major issues that I'm aware of and we are working towards a beta release of the next version very soon. Um, there are some new features and new support that's been added. And um, we're we're looking to get that out fairly quickly for uh, people to start testing. Uh, in terms of the libraries, I have been going through a lot of issues and um, getting things up to the standards that we uh, typically try to keep everything to Um, And it's been going really well. We have now a list on circuitpython.org contributing that is a far more useful set of information than we've ever had before so that's definitely good Um, and I think overall everything has been going very well. So with that, I will turn it over to Scott to talk about the core.
1: Hello.
2: Thank you, Katni. Uh, On the court side, we had two pull requests merged from two different authors, Zobs and HireEffect, two reviewers, uh, myself and HireEffect. We have nine open pull requests, uh, pretty typical for us uh, in lifespan and stuff as well. Uh, Issues-wise, we had four closed issues by two people and nine open by seven people. So we're net up five issues for a total of 280 open issues. Uh, We have a link in the notes to checking those out. We have six active milestones. We're not paying super close attention to those right now uh, because we're uh, not super focused on getting a new release out or anything like that because we're pretty up to date. Um, But we do have eight issues not assigned to milestones, so that's one thing we should be a bit more diligent about is just classifying things. Uh, But overall, uh, as Katni said, things are going good, so I'll hand it back to her.
0: Thanks, Scott. Hmm. Next up is the libraries. We had 23 pull requests merged from 14 authors. Uh, Most of the names I called out earlier are in this list and eight reviewers our oldest merged pull request was 247 days, which is excellent that we are starting to get to some of those older PRs, and um, it ranges down to zero days, uh, which is also good. We had so, and that leaves us with 27 open pull requests right now, across all the libraries. We had six closed issues by five people and nine open by eight people leaving us with 178 open issues. If you would like to see all of this information, you can go to circuitpython.org contributing, where you will find all of the open issues for the libraries, all of the open PRs, and a list of library infrastructure issues. If you're looking to contribute to CircuitPython, it's an excellent place to start. Uh, you can go through, see if you find an issue that speaks to you, see if you find something that is labeled a good first issue, for example, if that is your uh, experience level, and um, check it out. And if you need some help, let us know. We are absolutely happy to get you started. Um, We had one new library in the last seven days, uh, which is Adafruit CircuitPython Bitbang IO, and a number of updated libraries, uh, the list of which I will not read, but um, you can check that out in the notes doc. And now I will turn it over to Melissa to talk about Blinka.
3: Hello, Um, I'm going to read about Blinko, which is our circuit Python compatibility layer, Raspberry Pi, and other single board computers. Uh, In the last week, we had two pull requests merged by two authors and two reviewers. Um, There are zero open pull requests at this time. Uh, There was one closed issue by one person and one open by one person leaving a net total of 38 open issues and there have been 2,196 PyPI downloads in the last week. We currently are supporting 44 boards, which is one more than we had last week.
0: Excellent. And that's it. Thanks, Melissa. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that is the state of CircuitPython, the libraries, and Blinka. Next up Is hug reports. Hug reports is a chance to call people or groups of people or whomever you are interested in recognizing um, for something good. Uh, Not enough of this happens so we always try to do this every week. It's our counter to bug reports as we like to say. Um, This section is held in a round-robin format where I will start and then go down the list alphabetically um, and give everyone who wants to the opportunity to um, give pug reports. If you are lurking, let us know and we will skip you. If you are text only, um, feel free to add your notes to the notes doc um, and I will read them off as I would normally get to you in the list. Sometimes there are notes from people who are not present in the meeting and I will read those off alphabetically as well. And <clears throat> I think that about covers it, so I will go ahead and get started. First a hug report to SummerSoft for getting the circuitpython.org contributing library infrastructure issues list far more useful. Um, to Carter for adding UART support to the AS726X library, to Jeff for a lovely chat and to everyone assisting others on Discord, thank you for continuing to make this a supportive, positive community. And next we have Lurker, and so next is Maker Melissa.
3: Hello. <laughs> uh, let's see, I wanted to start with a hug report to you, uh, Katni, for your help with getting GitHub actions added on a couple of the repos. Uh, one to E802788 for help with testing the Bitbang.io library that I wrote. Uh, and I have report to Cater for uh, your help with figuring out my microphone situation with testing your PR and a group hug.
0: Excellent. Next up I have notes for Mark who says, Pyth- uh, Hug Report to CircuitPython for keeping me occupied during this insane world. Excellent, and next up is Summersoft.
1: Hello, um, so have Hug Report to Adafruit um, for the uptick in the uh, desk of Lady Ada uh, and to Tanute for the last couple of weeks um, from his streams. Uh, watching dev iteration is uh, pretty awesome. Uh, Hug Report Catney, again, like last week, uh, for pushing on the library infrastructure issues and pushing me to fix some of the things that Adabot wasn't actually handling all that well. Um, It's nice to see that list uh, super short. And then everyone um, who's been helping out in Discord and wherever else I'm not looking, um, anecdotally, there's been an increase in questions um, since we've all kind of been shelter in place. So it's been nice to see everybody rise to the occasion. That's it.
0: Thank you. Next up is Scott.
2: Hello. Uh, first and foremost, a hug report to Mariada and Lukaj for organizing the Python Language Summit. Uh, the Python Language Summit is a meeting of core C Python devs and core uh, folks in the community of of Python in general. Uh, usually it happens like on the first day of of pycon but because pycon was canceled they moved it online really quickly and uh had that last week and it it turned out really well so thanks to them for for figuring it all out um next up thanks to mark olson and all of the folks who watched my stream uh on friday and helped out i really appreciate it It made some progress even though my brain was definitely not there entirely on friday because i had a sinus thing um, and then lastly, uh, just looking back through the Discord uh, over the last few days, I uh, just wanted to shout out um, and thank Anicdata, Foamy Guy, Geek Guy, and Anon Engineering for helping folks out in the Help with CircuitPython Discord channel. All
0: right. Thanks, Scott. Mm-hmm. And next up is Andrew.
4: Yep, uh just a group hug to all
0: for everybody This. all right. Thank you. Next up is Charles.
5: A hug report a report to uh Tanu for those very interesting streams. Last couple of go arounds. It was I really found it interesting to see. And I understand you're uh, not feeling well. Anyway, and also a group hug to everybody. Uh, every everybody at Adafruit and, and in this community, because you, without you guys, I would have gone totally stir crazy. And also to remind everybody, uh, today uh, the twentieth is uh, Earth Day. So have a have a good Earth
0: Day. Thanks, Charles. All right. Next up is Dan.
6: Hello. Um, thanks to Higher Effect, Lucian for uh, doing the STM thirty two F seven and eight seven ports. That's it's taken a while and there's a, it's a lot of work, but thank you very much. Thanks to Jeff Epler for doing uh, RGB matrix, which is really nice. We've, Already got some nice demos on that, and also thanks to him for considering a name change at the last minute from Proto Matter, which is a cute name, but wasn't sure it was so obvious. And thanks to you, Catney, for the weekly uh, sort of Python video, which is working out really great, and um, it relieves stuff that Phil has to do, and it also uh, makes it great to have more diverse. Input to the weekly Ask an Engineer. Okay, thank you.
0: All right. Uh, Dave is lurking. Uh, next up is Dashifu. Unless he's also lurking. Ah, no worries. Uh, next, I have notes for Dewester, who is lurking, but wanted to give a hug report to everyone here making time for the rest of us. Next, I have notes from FoamyGuy, Guy who says text only having connection trouble. Um, to Huggaport uh, to Sedacious for helping me understand low-level bit and byte operations better. Uh, to dishibu for submitting a PR to fix RGB BGR colors used on PPUM4 with display iO instead of stage. And to Geek Guy and Anon Engineering for assisting people in the Help with CircuitPython channel. Next up is I have text from Geek Guy uh, who said, The CircuitPython core team for all the hard work they put in to make CircuitPython as awesome as it is. I am always amazed at how fast they bring new stuff online. And to Tan Newt for another great deep dive. Next up is Higher
7: Uh, so this, uh, this week, thanks to uh, Scott for uh, his review and uh, helping me submit the F7 and H7 port. Um, thanks to Dan for helping answer some questions over this past uh, week. And uh, thank to, thanks to Mark Olson for his recent uh, submission for the F746, uh, following right on the heels of the F7 uh, general infrastructure port to add support for the F746 nuclear board for STM32. So thank you, Mark.
0: All right. Excellent. Next up is Jeff. And apparently I scared him away. Um, Jerry, you want to go ahead and then, oh, hold on. Jeff, you there?
8: All right. How about now?
0: (laughs) That's good to go.
8: All right. Well, thanks, Kenny, for running the meeting. And a group hug to everybody. We need it right now. Thanks to Lamore for highlighting my work in a video this weekend. Thanks to Anne for helping me out with the guide. Thanks to Scott for sticking with me through the review process. And thanks, Katni, for chatting last week. It was fun.
0: You're very welcome. All right, next up is Jerry.
9: Yeah, Just a big group hug to everybody.
0: Excellent. All right, and that is Hug Reports. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Next up is Status Updates, and for that I'm going to hand it over to Jeff.
8: Hopefully my client doesn't crash again. So uh, last week was basically spent on RGB Matrix, formerly known as Protomatter, as Dan mentioned. The code is merged, the guide is live, but uh, this week there's some more cleanups and at least one more example that we want to add to the guide. The uh, simplest guide was a text scroller, but I made it fancy. And Lemoire wants something that is much more basic. Uh, and another change is to comment the guide code better. And in fun stuff, uh, my former project Linux CNC, an open source control for CNC mills and lathes, has kind of picked back up. So I've been pitching in there later, pitching in there lately with uh, bug fixes and stuff. Oh, uh, Catney reminds me, I didn't explain what status updates are. They're just like what I did. A report on what you did last week, what you hope to do this week, and then if you want, some fun stuff that you've been up to outside of CircuitPython. And with that, I'll hand it over to Jerry.
9: There's the mute button. Boy, um, the order is different now today. not used to not going last. Okay. <laughs> um let's see so last week i uh, finally got the the uh long-standing pr for the rfm 69 merged and released yay and the rfm 9x version of the same thing is in interview um hopefully someday somebody with the hardware will, will get a chance to check test it out and did a little bit of troubleshooting there was a, a, a report Port that came came from a I can't I remember how it how it got filed. I think Somersault put the put the uh, issue in that the AM twenty three twenty library was broken on on Circuit Python hardware. Um, I found I confirmed that it it indeed was and but it does work on Raspberry Pi hardware. So there was a change made a while back that um, basically uses some C Python stuff that's perfectly okay, but. Isn't implemented in CircuitPython, so it doesn't work on the CircuitPython boards. So uh, I'm not quite sure what the status of that is, and who's it needs to probably be reverted back. But I'm not quite sure who's who's doing that, if anybody, at this point. But it was a really good example of why testing is is a good idea. <laughs> and let's see. Uh, it's been most of the week uh, helping, uh, a fun project was uh diagnose, uh, and, and hopefully we've got a fix ready now, or we fixed part of it. One of the projects I work on or worked on professionally prior to my retirement, um, is a satellite that's on orbit and it's about a hundred thousand miles out. And one of the experiments had a little anomaly. So we were able to diagnose, test and come up with a fix. And, uh, it's nice to see all that fault tolerant hardware and software actually coming together. Um, kind of fun fun to be part of and at five o'clock today we'll find out for sure if it works and next week um building a woodshed doesn't probably involve any circuit python
8: thanks jerry yeah. um i think if you were comfortable doing it you could sure open a pr to revert that change
9: yeah i'm i'm well i'm not that familiar with the changes that were made or the revert reverting process so um i could take a look but it's probably also not you know it may take me a little while to get, get to it. If anyone that's else is anxious now, for it or wants to jump do it, that's fine. If it's still lingering uh, when I can look at it, I'll, I'll definitely take a look.
8: Thanks. Yeah. Uh, moving on to you, Katni.
0: All right. So last week, uh, completed working through most of the library infrastructure issues that can be worked through. Worked with SummerSoft to get the lib infrastructure issues list tightened up into a far more useful set of information. Tested and merged a few PRs. Uh, started going through GitHub issues list across all the libraries. Um, closing if possible, poking where necessary. If you have an open issue on a library, you may see some activity on that soon. Um, I submitted a PR to update the sound meter code in the Circuit Playground library to work with um, Circuit Playground Bluefruit and receive some feedback on how I did that and we will be doing it differently. This week, incorporate that feedback into my circuit playground PR and finish that up. Uh, If I can find the hardware, I'll be testing the AS726 UART PR. Uh, I'm going to continue working through library GitHub issues, check on my GitHub assignments, and test any other tagged PRs and so on that come through. Um, If you have an issue open and it's something you need some kind of uh, help with or whatever, feel free to tag me as that is what I'm currently doing. Um there's no particular order in which I'm doing them, so I can easily prioritize um if if possible anyway, uh something if if it's needed. So let me know. And that's where I'm at.
8: Thank you, Katney. King of North is lurking, so we'll go to you maker Melissa.
3: Hello. So uh last week I wrote a... but. um SPI module for in Python for boards that need BitBang spy, but don't have the built-in Bitbang IO modules, uh, such as single board computers, but could be run on it could be run on the circuit Python boards as well. Um, I finished up adding the Anyan Omega 2 Plus to Blink. Uh added GitHub Actions to the Adafruit Python Pure IO and Circuit libraries. I tested I2 an ITOS PR that Cater wrote. Um, I tested a uh, pull request for a capacity touch that they wrote as well. And I added a few more boards to circuitpython.org. And uh, I've worked on adding GitHub Act, or this week I'm going to be adding GitHub Actions to the platform Detect and Blink libraries. And I'm going to work on adding the Rock Pi. F- yeah, okay. and for fun stuff, I started editing some videos from my YouTube channel about a 3D printer build. Uh, I'm also playing some new games on my Switch.
8: And that's it. I feel like I'm the only person with a Switch who hasn't picked up new games in the middle of this thing. Oh, well. <laughs> Alright, uh, Mark Olson is lurking because his mic is broken. So last week, he started to learn what the project is about, did a Nucleo F746G port, which works fine, it's in PR review, the Discovery F476ZG port, uh, USB CDC slash MSC works fine, I2C tested fine, touch works fine, but it's not ready for a PR. This week, he ordered an ESP32S2 board, and will start helping Tanu when it arrives, The Discovery F476GZ port, (laughs) Uh, external SD-RAM, and LTDC graphics controller, and he wants us to know he's open to be assigned some issues. And for fun stuff, he designed a PCB, first ever, and sent it off to China to be made. I plan to make another one this week that will support CircuitPython. Mr. Certainly is lurking, so I'll hand it off to you, Summersoft.
1: Hello again. Um, so, last week uh, for Adabot, um, I incorporated the uh, new setup.py.disabled standard um, into the associated validators for checking libraries against PyPI and checking requirements.txt uh, information. Um, basically, it, it avoids or ignores those um, if setup. Disabled is there. Um, push those changes to circuitpython.org so that they're reflected there as well. Um, for RosyPy, so I finished um, the node to the PhysiCI data flow. Um, the GitHub checks are now updated uh, when the node finishes the test, um, and then the full log and information is uh, put into Physi-CI. Um I've got a, a short demo on on YouTube. Um, it, it needs some work. It was the first time using OBS and uh, some post production, so I'll try and get better at that. Um, after that, I worked through some some reconfigurations of having GCC ARM embedded installed. Um, it's still hitting a snag. I just pushed a new configuration to the uh, Raspberry Pi. Hopefully, I can test it after I go back on mute um and then for the core last week uh, i tried to dig into the frequency in uh issue where it's returning only zeros um, on uh, 5x i couldn't replicate it on a metro m4 express um, but i did verify that the low power changes still worked Um, the reported issue uh was on a grand central which i don't have so i ordered one from digikey that was it for this past week so for this coming week um for uh, for AdaBot, um, I'm going to look into allowing uh, example files to include an underscore in the name. Uh, Katney brought this up to me last week um, with the example of the Adafruit IO library. Um, so the the validator expects it to have because the repository is named without an underscore. Um, it's re- it's expecting Adafruit IO underscore simple test. Uh, but she mentioned that the way that they're named currently. Um, is Adafruit underscore io underscore simple test, uh, with that being much easier to read than the the uh, non underscore version. Um, so I mocked up a way to do it just in in C Python. Um, I just need to get it into AdaBot and then kind of review any problems that might come with uh, CircuitPython build tools. Um, I don't think there will be any, but I just wanted to check it uh, in case. Um, for frequency, and hopefully my uh, Grand Central comes in. Um, if nothing else, I can uh, figure out if, if we need to handle pins that don't work correctly. <laughs> um, and then uh, for Rosie Pie, I'll just keep pushing on getting the firmware to build uh, and progress to the next step. And then uh, keep looking into using and changing to use either PyTest or Unit UnitTest um, to write and run the test for each board or each thing on the board. Um, I looked at PyTest this week and Using their fixtures looks like it might be uh, pretty useful. So that's all I got.
8: Thanks, Summersoft. Scott is next.
2: Hello. Uh, last week I was pretty busy. Had some uh, huge reviews to do and tests. So um, Protomatter and H seven F seven PRs are nearly done, which are done. So I should have a clearer week this week. Uh, I also had the python language summit which was 8 days worth of stuff so um or not 8 days 8 hours of stuff <laughs> uh on two different days 4 hours a piece so that kind of broke up everything as well um so i got back to the esp32s2 on friday my brain was not like super with me but i did the stream anyway uh this week my goal is to get through email reviews and my lower power stuff as fast as i can Um, so that I can spend as much time as possible on the ESP32 S2 this week. Um, Probably chatting with Mark about that as well because he was super helpful during my stream. Um, And there's a link to my stream. I'll post a link to my stream too. Uh, For uh, the USB fever sensor stuff, I've handed that off to Lamore so that won't distract me uh, this week either. And then on the fun side, I'm still playing some Age of Empires 2, which is just awesome. Um, and I've been playing with that with some folks, so that's been really fun. And then I did a number of like super simple uh, PCB breakouts. Um, as you know, I'm trying to do this like key matrix interception stuff uh, with these old piano keyboards, and so I I made a breakout for like logic level like like buffer a buffer chip. I made a breakout for like sticking like Eight eight uh, pull up resistors in a row on a breadboard, and, because like the key matrices are um, you know either high Z or low, so they need pull ups. And then uh, the last one I did was a a breakout for a serial in parallel out shift register. Um, if folks are interested in that, uh, you could check out my Chickity Tech GitHub is where I put all of my. Um, PCB files, so if you want to kind of follow along with what I've been doing there. And if you see anything that you want to actually order yourself, just let me know, and I'll, I've been meaning to link to the shared projects on uh, on Oshpark, but I've been bad about it. Um, yeah, so this week is, um, I've also been playing Animal Crossing, I should say that. Um, <laughs> uh, this week is primarily ESP32 30 S- S2. Uh, one thing I do want to do is I'm going to check in with Sean uh with Zobs because he's doing some uh a device for contact tracing that I think is going to run circuit python so I just want to check in with him as well. And yeah, I'm enjoying being in debt. I'm currently playing the stock market. I bought like I don't know 300,000 bells worth of turnips yesterday, so I'm keeping an eye on it. <laughs> so, yeah. That is Animal Crossing in in uh did you see that
8: someone has reverse engineered the random number generator for the stock market?
2: Um, no, but I'm okay with that. <laughs>
8: <laughs> well, look for it or don't.
2: Yeah, I did, I did pretty well. I bought below 100 last week, and I sold over 160 so I was pretty happy. So nice. I'm hoping, hoping for the same thing this week, but, you know, it's the stock market. Anything can happen. Yeah.
8: Do you want to talk about handing off the 530 beta or are you going to get to that like next week? Put it off a week or what? Uh,
2: I guess you're waiting for it, right? So, uh if you want to do one to get the proto matter stuff out, that's totally cool with me. I just right. I don't want us to go I don't want to go go release candidate until lower powers in as well cuz I just want to have all those together.
8: Okay. I would like to have it out today, so if that's fine with you, I'll put that on my plate. We're yeah. calling it beta?
2: Yeah, that's what I would do. Just All beta. 5-3 right. beta zero. And, um, I mean, do we think it's, this is probably, we could move this to the weeds too, but do we actually want to do a 5-3 stable and then low power could be four five four? Would that be better?
8: I don't have a strong opinion off the top of my head, so if you want to take it down to the weeds, we sure can.
2: Yeah, why don't we just re talk about it there?
8: Alright. Well then we'll loop back up to you, Andrew.
4: Yep. Um last week I continued development of the little WS twenty eight eleven based LED strip out uh strip breakout board that I was working on um for some time now. Um it's just a little board that will convert a WS twenty eight eleven Neopixel driver into an actual like uh dumb led strip hookup so that i can make a little uh like their daisy chained uh, hexagon 3d printed lights um so it's kind of a cool project but as we'll talk about in fun stuff my printer has been getting um re-engineered a little bit so kind of fell off the wagon there this week with us headed into tornado season i'm going to go ahead and try to pair one of my previous projects involving consuming the national weather services alerts api and make a small pie portal based weather radio um, that'll just display the text and maybe some color coding for whatever watches or warnings happen to be for your area. Um, and then in fun stuff, kind of related to last week, I've been uh, re- re-engineering the hot end on my 3D printer to accommodate a two in, one out print nozzle. Um, so it takes two filaments in, but extrudes them out of the same nozzle. And uh yeah, that's everything for me. Cool.
8: I would love to see a photo of that when it's done. Uh we've got a couple of lurkers, so that brings us to Charles Burniford.
5: Uh yes. I last week I finally got my uh the key, the keyboard or a keyboard matrix working. Uh Tanute. Uh and it's uh, it's an old it's from an old uh Mini uh, Oxygen Eight keyboard, and it really it really is nice. Now I got to figure. The only thing I haven't figured out is how to take advantage of the uh, of the uh, uh, velocity sensitivity. Right now I'm just using it as if it was a organ keyboard, Uh, and that's really about all I've gotten through. And I'm going to continue working on it. I'm going to try to see if I can get a velocity sensitivity working on that keyboard. It's a a lot more difficult than I thought it was. Anyway, have a good one, everybody. Well, that's a big step
8: forward. Congratulations. Finally. Yeah.
5: (laughs) It took me long enough.
8: All right, Dan, what do you got? (laughs)
6: OK, so I've been working mostly on, um, as you know, we have this Bluefruit play, play Playground app for uh, iOS. And there's also a version for Android that someone else has written that lets you control things on a, uh, a Bluefruit Playground or a Clue over over uh, Bluetooth. And we don't have a CircuitPython version of that code. So I'm working on that both on the client and the server side. So you can we can write a circuit Python version of the Arduino program that currently is used in the demo, and I've gotten that mostly working. Um, one thing that pointed out it pointed out was that we had some issues with some low level stuff in the Bluetooth implementation, which I'm trying to fix first when I try to do send data to the um, board rather than receive it. So uh I'm fixing that and there'll be a, a pull request for circuit python uh soon for that. And when I get done with this which should only be in a few days, then I'm going to start um looking at the bleak system which is python based uh at the user level for uh as a, to be able to implement underscore bli BLEIO on a host computer under blinka so that we can start doing uh, Bluetooth stuff on the host computers uh, using the same, using the CircuitPython code as we do with every other Blinka thing. So that's going to be the next thing to try. We're not sure how well it will work, but it's worth trying. Okay.
4: Cool.
8: We have a couple of lurkers, and then we have Foamy Guy, who is text only. He writes that he's working on testing SPI bit slash bits PR for the register library, converted the Raspberry Pi NeoPixel animation example to allow animations based on subsets of the strip and playing multiple animations simultaneously, and made progress on the tile game guide over the weekend. Indexed bitmap graphics page is nearly completed. FoamyGuy is also text-only. He writes that he's been helping out people on discords as much as he can and absorbing as much new information as he can as fast as he can so he can help people better. And now HireFact.
7: So uh, this past week I was working on a bunch of stuff related to the uh, F7 and H7 port. Um, uh, It's been submitted now, so that's all in, but uh, before it was submitted, I made my way through the, uh, bus IO implementations, um, the memory implementation, solving a bunch of kind of compatibility bugs, um, and a, a couple of build issues that kind of cropped up right at the last minute. Um, but that's all for the most part, uh, been wrapped up at this point. Um, I, uh, reviewed, uh, Mark, uh, Wilson's new F746, uh, nuclear PR this morning, which is cool. Um, sounds like uh he is interested in checking out some of the external ram types uh stuff and screens and other things that are uh, a little trickier to for our priorities since we're trying to get the INX port and a bunch of other stuff out um but but it would be really cool to see and so I'm I'm very excited to see where uh what he explores um uh let's see And uh, last week, I also finished an early version of a personal project called Expression Engine, which is a um, a goofy project that makes cute eyes for robots. Uh, Post a little thing in the channel. Um, But uh, that was just in the PR process when things were slow. I got to work on that a little bit. So it's in a good spot now. Um, This week... Uh, I'll be doing some minor revisits to the F7 and H7 port for FSTM32, particularly when it comes to RAM support. Um, So uh, supporting tightly coupled memory, ITCM and DTCM for those chips uh, for the OR, the F7 in particular, so it can uh, get some better speed. Uh, I'll be adding support to the OpenMV board for the H743, getting the actual camera module running on that board, which is the most exciting part of it, Uh, is unfortunately probably going to be a little bit trickier than just uh, plopping, uh, you know, pin support in CircuitPython, Um, but it'll be a first step at least uh, to getting some of the exciting capabilities that board has uh, supported in CircuitPython. Um, And then I'll be kind of moving into other things. So I'll be working a little bit on the documentation for STM32, adding in a better README, um, helping out to just make it easier to support uh, or to make new PRs for new boards and uh, and new features in the STM32 port um, because I'm going to be moving over a little bit to IMX, uh, working on the issue list for that, working on the um, uh, kind of internals there. Um, a lot of that port uh, kind of had some inspiration from the STM32 structure. Um, but uh, since it got started, there's been a bunch of structural changes, particularly in how... Um, the IMF or particularly in how like pins are handled and, and, and some of the kind of structural stuff, uh, structural improvements uh, that can be brought over. So um, uh, that will be uh, consuming my life for the foreseeable future. Um, and then fun stuff. I'm also working on some uh, servo code for a, a specific brand of servo motor on CircuitPython, Python. And I'm hoping to kind of get a test of that going this week on a little walking robot that I've had forever. Um, so I can stick my uh, uh, Expression Engine eyeballs on it, so I can have a little cute robot guy to hang out with me uh, in quarantine while we're all trapped in our houses. Okay, so yeah, that's it for me.
8: We're going to expect a photograph of this rocking robot dude, or better yet, a video. That brings us all the way back through the list, so it's time for In the Weeds. I'll let you show us, Katni. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Take over.
0: All right, In the Weeds is our opportunity for more long-form discussions that either are just something you come up with or come out of uh, status updates, which we have two topics, one of each category there. Um, So the first thing I will do is uh, turn it over to Dan to talk about his topic.
6: So uh, I've asked this internally, and I thought I would ask the people here also. Um, in order to do the Adafruit service work, it turns out I have to fix some aspects of uh, an internal ring buffer that's used by for a bunch of purposes. One is for hardware UART, and one is for BLE UART, and also for packet buffer, which is actually the fix that I need. And this ring buffer. Um, Let's you read some characters, write some characters, read some characters. Right now, if you try to write characters and the ring buffer is already full, then it will overwrite the old characters. So it's kind of a, a limited FIFO queue. Um, that's actually really bad for packet buffer, uh, the way we use the ring buffer. So I was thinking of just changing it so instead of overwriting old characters, it would just drop any characters that hadn't been read yet when um, writing, so that you would keep the oldest characters and any surplus new characters to get dropped. In either case, you're going to lose characters. It's just sort of whether you lose them from the front or the back of the queue. And I was wondering if anyone has anything to say about, oh, that would break my code, or actually that would be better for me, or something like that, with respect to hardware UART or BLE UART. Does it do it silently? Uh, it will return. I'm trying to remember if it returns. I think it may have returned how many characters it actually seeded in, in writing. So you could check to see that it's messing up.
8: OK, that, that's good. Otherwise.
6: Yeah, otherwise it's bad. Yeah, you're right.
8: Yeah, I think go for it. That's OK. How stuff, that's how Unix works.
6: It drops the newest? It just it leaves the oldest characters? Yeah. I think, right, I I was, it was rather arbitrary when we made this decision, and uh, it seemed kind of bad both ways, so I think I'll just change it then, And, and if there's, if there's more of an expectation, I think it's a little more obvious when the buffer just fills up, and you have to drain it for new things to come in, rather than you mysteriously getting if you read the whole string, you'd get some new characters followed by some older characters, which is really odd. So, um, if you read it as a whole string. All right, thank you. That's thanks for the comments. Anybody else?
2: I was gonna say, just make sure with packet buffer that it happens at the packet boundaries.
6: Yeah. It will. That's that's what's that's what the what's going to go on here is that. In fact, it'll it'll it, it will probably not. It'll see if there's room first. I'm going to make a packet buffer check to see whether there's room. Right. Charles, could you mute? You're getting echo from you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody.
2: All
0: right. Thanks for fixing it. Next up is uh, Scott and Jeff. The discussion about five point three point zero.
6: Right. Yeah, Right. So
8: I'm happy to do a beta this week. And the question is whether we go to final with or without low power.
2: Well, I think low power is going to break some stuff. Like it's just like super core. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably worth if you just do 5.3 as RGB matrix and H7F7 mm-hmm. and just do it as an RC and then... We can either branch and stabilize, or just stabilize and then, um, yeah. That, then yeah, I think it makes sense to get that more stable. It's really the low power stuff that worries me that I that I don't want to go stable super quick. Um, okay. But but it would be good to get your stuff out.
8: Yeah, I think the overall chance of destabilizing stuff is low with the changes that we have right now so we could probably go direct to release candidate i'd want to look through look over stuff again before saying that for sure Mm
2: -hmm. yeah that's what i would expect and and i would do that just because you know prior to five we've really been bad about getting stuff actively out really quickly Mm -hmm. um but i think that if if changes are low risk and in particular just adding new apis like this like it doesn't make sense to let to gate them behind something like low power that needs more time to mature and stabilize
8: okay well then i'll probably target that for the second half of the week try and get it out thursday hopefully and friday otherwise
2: stable stable at the end of the week or the release candidate the release candidate I thought you were ready to put push something today.
8: Um, well, the more wants me to do more work on the guides, and I was going to do that first. Okay. the The RGB matrix guide. She wants a new um, a new example and some other changes and commenting. So I was I was just going to do that first. So that's already on Wednesday. But having the release candidate on Wednesday would be nice too, because then the guide will say go. Download the release candidate, not the absolute newest. Right. Yeah, I'll try to I'll try to get it done the release candidate today or tomorrow, and maybe maybe the the week.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or 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 a stable next week. I think what you could do is like get all the changes to the guides done, and then there will be a lag for moderation. And in that lag, you can do the release. All right. Yeah, I just
8: want to have the best stuff ready for Wednesday and not miss another set of deadlines.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're close. Mm -hmm. And if you need it, Dan or I can do the release too. All right. Like it's not, it shouldn't take more than an hour or two.
8: No, unless GitHub Actions decides to rain on our parades again. That's true. I've been. Do you have any insight into what was going on last Thursday and Friday?
2: Not
6: that I know not actions. No, I, I submitted a ticket, and I asked in the forum, and I got not any help, really. One person said, oh, yeah, we'll just try canceling and we'll be running. It's...
8: Yeah, I kept canceling, and once it was canceled, there was no rerun button, which I know other people have reported, and I don't get that. Y-
6: yeah, I don't. It's It's... I made a really clear issue, <laughs> I've gotten no response.
2: Yeah, so. I'm sure they're working as hard as they can, and they yeah. have stuff we don't know about.
6: Right. right. Well, I
2: think I think the issue with cancel is that cancel doesn't actually cancel. <laughs> like, there's still jobs that are queued up or something, right? Like,
1: yeah, in I, the I, API, I, unless unless the entire suite gets the conclusion gets labeled as canceled or failed, the rerun button won't won't show up.
8: Right, also, but they had changed issues. to calling cancelled things neutral, and so then there was nothing that was failed.
1: Yeah, neutral won't show up either.
7: I've had issues where only one thing in the whole run is kind of cancelled for no reason. Right. And then you try to cancel the rest of it, and it has trouble, like, fully cancelling it. I think we had that issue on the 7.43 issue just this morning, and the only thing that could fix
6: it was a rebase.
2: Yeah, so... Dan, you emailed them. Have you heard anything back from that?
6: No, that opened a real ticket. Okay. And then I also posted the same thing in the support forums. And it was just, I just got the rerun suggestion and I haven't heard anything more there.
2: Because I do follow, like, I've had some interactions with Chris Patterson on Twitter, who I think might be like the PM for Actions. And if we need to, we can. I can try I'm to thinking, put... I, I can, I will, I can forward you the ticket
6: number. I'll do that. Okay. Because it's it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and we do pay them. We don't pay them a ton, but like we do pay them. So I don't feel that bad about being like, you have a CI, but it's super unreliable. Like, why should we be using your CI if it can't handle it? <laughs> right,
6: right, right. So right. And,
2: yeah.
1: Go ahead. Sorry, I I thought you were done.
2: <laughs> I was just gonna say that I wish that there was a good way to see the the limits, like on concurrent jobs and stuff, because like it might be that that is having some adverse reaction to it as well. Like it's weird that like it always, like I saw two separate PRs that got to like sixty two and then they just died. Like sixty two passed and then.
6: Right. I was wondering if they actually put in some new rate limiting mm-hmm. when they lowered the prices right. and they didn't tell anybody about it or something. So, right.
2: and there's 62 not,
6: is really weird, but yeah.
2: Yeah, there's not like a dashboard that says like, oh, you hit your limit. Like hey, No. Like there's no global view of like the jobs that you have queued up.
1: I agree. The dashboard would be nice. And I, I just now thought of this when I mentioned the API. So you can access all of that through... The REST API. So if there are jobs that aren't clearing hurdles or whatever because they get marked as neutral, mm-hmm. um, we can we can dig through. You know, as long as we have the the ID numbers, you can force them into a, a particular state through the API. So mm-hmm. if anybody needs any help with that, I'm willing to venture down that path. Cool.
0: Sounds like we're good to go. Um, so with that I'm gonna go ahead and wrap up. Um, this has been the Circuit Python weekly for April 20th 2020. Um, this uh, meeting was recorded and will be released on YouTube and also on podcasts. And so if you find it's not on your favorite podcast service, please let us know so we can try and fix that. Um, Thank you to everyone who participated. We will be here again next Monday, I believe. And um, hopefully we will see all of you there and hopefully some new people as well. So thank you everyone.
1: Thanks everyone, have a good one.